Hi. You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the new garage. Yeah! Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. Your destination for all your music needs. You were born in exactly 1980. Dan Hans is here with my bosom buddy, Bobby Castro. Hey, Bob! I was born in 1980, so I'm happy to be here, Dan. Oh, look at that. That look weird that. mini generation Who did that it? people... Keep talking about as not being a real thing, not being millennials, not being Gen X. What there's are we? There's a new we? thing. There's a new thing. There's there's a new thing every two weeks. I know, with because this thing. people are legitimately fascinated um, by trying to put put us in a box. Put us in a box. Trying to put us in a box. And by the way, a lot of people are like, "Don't put me in a box." I'm like, "Put me in a box." What box do I go? I want to be in a Please box. Please put me in a box so I know who I am. Um, I heard because now it's all about Gen Z. Okay, Gen Z is on the rise. Olivia Rodrigo leading the charge on that front. I think we are responsible for that because remember we did a we, we did we did a first listen on uh, patreon.com slash throwback pod of driver's license. It was right like, as it was taken off. Yeah, and we were uh, all in. So I think us, uh, whatever generation we are, we're responsible for this. So but I'm going to go tell on. you what we are okay. because someone finally <clears throat> gave us a name that made sense because we are not Gen X. We are not millennials, but what are we? We are, according to some people, geriatric millennials. Oh, I saw that. Fuck you. I mean, it's not wrong, though. <laughs> Why aren't we baby Xers? I would rather be a geriatric millennial. <laughs> you than want to be the oldest? Xer. You want to I be? Don't, the, I don't know, man. You want to be the Estelle Getty of this Golden Girls of a generation? I mean, Gen X is pretty. You know, they're, and I know we have Gen X listeners, so this is not a shot. I love a lot of Gen Xers, okay? Um, but like I read something on, there's a TikTok, there's this Canadian hunky, like 21 year old dude. The way you just said there's a TikTok made you sound like a boomer, not even Gen X. So I, I don't know how. No, you no, can, no, no, okay. no. Listen, I said there's a TikTok like celebrity on there. His okay. name, I don't know what his name is, but he's like super hunk. Like, think of, um, like 1983 Rob Lowe, but with feathery blonde hair. Ooh, like Ladybugs era Jonathan Brandis. N- n- but more masculine, like kind of... Pleasantville Paul Walker. Walker. Okay. okay. Think across of, between Paul Walker uh, and Rob Lowe. Ooh. Okay. Hold Early on, hold on. hold on. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay. So there's this guy and what he's doing <laughs> on, tic- on the TikTok is... He's just lip syncing to various 80s songs. Okay. But he's so beautiful as a man that all these Gen X women who are now in their mid to late 40s, 50s, edging into 60s, they're in love with him. And his entire comments section is all like, like people, women named like Noreen <laughs> and Linda. Doreen. It's your mom, Linda. Oh, my mom was yeah, on that. I can't mom. believe my mom's and on the TikTok. they're all just like, you're amazing. This is, this is the cougar TikTok we're here for you <laughs> and all this stuff. I don't know why I brought that up. But, I, but to tell you, Bob, that we're, we don't, we're not there. Right. We're not there. I did comment. He, he is handsome. Um, I said, you're looking pretty fucking hot when you do this Krista Berg song. I got to tell you. You, uh, Of course you did. If you ever want to fall down a really sad wormhole, 
One Sadder night. than the uh, cougars of Gen X uh, fawning over the 21-year-old Canadian boy? It's in the same wheelhouse. Uh, one night, I don't know how I, how drunk I was, where I ended up looking up this 80s rock cruise. You know, they do those cruises where they'll have like a bunch of bands and celebrities from the 80s. This was like a lower tier one of those. Yeah. And the clientele that showed up to see like those 80s MTV VJs and like Tommy Two-Tone. Oh no. It was the saddest group of like 64-year-old people I've ever seen. So get drunk, be sad, Google third-tier rock cruise and you're going to have a good time. Okay. Yeah. See, I would go to that too. But I'm a geriatric <laughs> millennial. I'm not connected to any of that. So anyway, welcome to the Throwback Podcast. Hi. Um, this is... You know, we like to throw these curveballs every once in a while. It's a theme app. Theme app. You like to throw me these curveballs every once in a while. I do. I keep you on your toes, Bob. For somebody that puts no effort into this podcast, you all of a sudden will just spring something. It's not even sneaky effort. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a dickish amount of effort where you will just spring something on See, me. See, I can't win with you, Bob. If I put in effort, it's it's referred to as a dickish amount of effort. If I don't put in effort, then you get on me. And I listen, listeners should know this. Booby got after Danny boy. Well, of course, you fucking pissed me off. Booby got fired up. I'm going to check it. I'm going to tell people about it. Yeah, tell people it. about it. I was <laughs> aggravated by you. <laughs> So Bob will get on me about, uh, I'll send tweets out from my Twitter account. Which has, which has ballpark, what, 90,000 followers? In that realm. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I'll just be going about my day and I'll say to myself, oh, this will be a fun thing to tweet. Um, I was on the Peloton and I was thinking about like, I was where, listening. What were, you, what were you eating on the Peloton? <laughs> I was eating a double cheeseburger. Okay. Um, <laughs> fuck you. you from just, in and out. You just use the TV to order food. <laughs> it's, it's actually the handlebars are perfect for like a tray. You place it right <laughs> on there. Anyway, so um, a certain rock song came on. I said, "Oh, that's cool. Like that, this is like one of the best rock songs of the era of the last twenty years. Uh, what's the best rock song of the last twenty years? I tweet that out and I and I include uh, that artist and I'll play it right now. It is. The Hives. So just listen to a little of this. Greatest export, if you ask me. Were they Swedish? Yeah, they were. Sounds right. I like the shout out louds, but yeah, they're great. 
So, this to me is the best rock song. R-O-W-K. R-A-W-K. Okay, R-A-W-K. I mean, let's, I mean you're pissing me off even more now. <laughs> R-A-W-K. Rock song uh, of the century so far. I just think it's perfect. And uh, so I tweeted that. Right, you decided to blast that out to your 90,000 followers. And uh, didn't think anything else of it. And Clearly. I said, oh, it would be fun to you know get other people's opinions, what they think is great to song. Bob bangs me on a text. Why not tag Throwback Pod during music tweets? I'm about to spend like four hours on this episode. We have an issue with a certain episode that has technical issues. It's come up on the show before. We're getting there with it. Or Bob is. Please promote our podcast. Yeah. I Did re- I say our or your? <laughs> our podcast. Oh, I'm surprised. I, I, my passive aggressiveness, I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't say your. But then that, that would have been ambiguous because then you would have right. just tweeted an ATN pod. So then, you know, I, I try to disarm him, but I'm also like, I could tell. I've known Bob long yep. if he's pissed. Yep. I write, Kitty likes to scratch. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so then I, then I tweeted a throwback because Bob was right. I should have done that. At the very least, I should have tweeted at throwback pod handle that is absolutely right and i apologize bob do you accept the apology i'll consider the apology (laughs) do we have a a famous thing amongst our friends do not cross bob if you cross bob it's over it's over and do you want to know who crossed bob who the atm podcast cross bob specifically you again but (laughs) i did yeah yeah for what i haven't told you this yeah Okay, what what happened? I've stopped listening to your podcast. I you've said that on multiple occasions in the last couple. Of, I know. Uh, I, I, What's I, nor- up? I normally joke about it. Let's talk. Let's talk through it. What happened? I stopped listening to your podcast about a month or two ago, when I believe money was on. I can't remember. Was money on? Somehow, uh, you ended up talking. No, money wasn't on. You ended up talking about blues traveler. Listen to Bob right now. You ended up talking about Blues Traveler for like the first five minutes of the podcast. Right. Specifically, a text thread with Mark Sessler, myself, and Jason. <laughs> I feel like, I think I might have even started the text thread so and mad. you managed to talk about it without ever mentioning the podcast during your highly successful ATN podcast. So at that point, I was like, you know what? You declared vengeance. Vengeance on the pod. <laughs> Not going to do this anymore. <laughs> Talk about whatever he wants in his little football podcast. I'm not going to. Oh I'm not going to be there to get uh, upset about it. So, you know what? That hurts a little bit, Bob. A little bit because it's not personal. I I do try to keep these things a little bit separate. I do. I just do. But and I you know were, you don't understand it. You were referencing a text thread about Blues Traveler. Yeah, but when a, I'm in the moment and I'm doing the show, Bob, I'm not like. I'm not data banking like who was on the thread, what was happening, it was how my can I thread. promote the other show. I don't remember anybody. I it just was... wish you thought of me when music <laughs> comes up the way you think of Jason Zumwalt when the Cardinals come up. Jason Zumwalt has gotten more plugs Wait a second. for being a Cardinals okay, fan. Okay, now we're getting to the true heart of this. Jason has gotten more plugs for just existing as a Cardinals fan <laughs> than this podcast has ever gotten on your football pod. That might be true. I mean, that's it's that's more true. like, but Mark is really the one that brings up Jay more than anyone. Mark Sessler loves don't, bringing up Jay Zemwalt in the in the world of Arizona Cardinals football. He just did it recently, actually. I wouldn't know. Um, you wouldn't. That's right. And you also would have, you missed a throwback podcast plug just this most recent episode. Like a don't listen to the throwback podcast thing? I mean, just think about that, Bob. And guess what? My sons are watching Lego Masters. 
Oh, that's so good. So you are the smaller person. It's been it's been decided right here. Number one co-viewing program amongst all major uh, broadcast networks. And you know what? There's there's not a scenario. There's no petty grievance that would lead me to say take it off the DVR. It's just it wouldn't happen. I'd like to get there. I would like to get to that point. Anyway, so Bob, calm down. Let's let's bring this thing. No, I don't want to calm down. This is a rock episode. <laughs> let's bring the energy. All right. So rock. Okay. So to me. The Hives, hate to say I told you so. It's a perfect rock song. To me, what's a perfect rock song? It rock, R-A-W-K. It is, it has to be driving. It has to be somewhat aggressive. It can't have things like, and these are things I like in music, but not for rock. Uh I can't have an acoustic guitar. No. If it has a synthesizer or any other kind of synthetic type instrument in it, it better have a good reason and it better have like bad intentions to be in the song really to me. And I think a lot of people would agree with this. It's straightforward. It's guitar, bass, drums, vocals. It gets you going. It makes you want to run through a wall. It makes you want to feel alive. That's rock. And today's episode, we'll be sharing our favorite rock songs of the first 21 years. Rock, Bob, can drink now in this century. That's crazy. But it was drinking for a long time, bro, Whoa, before that. Jaeger bombs, bro. Behind the school, smoking cigs. <laughs> so we're going to uh, share our favorite rock songs of uh, the last 21 years. And also, because of that actually kind of subversive social media work I did on behalf of this show, we have a lot of listeners, Bob, that are going to uh, chime in here. We're going to include a couple of their songs. Uh-huh. And there's going to be, Bob, what did you call it? Dickish effort? Yeah. Some dickish effort on my part. So a couple special guests. Whoa. Along the way, sharing their all right. See, that's not that's not dickish effort. That's for, actual effort. I'm, 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 it's I'm, all effort, Bob. I'm happy with that. Uh, sharing their picks for the rock song. I just wish all those people that shared their favorite rock songs knew that you had a second podcast called The Throwback Pod. And it wasn't just you curating a playlist. I mean, let's not get, let's. We're not going to get stuck in the weeds there. No, I'm saying, but let's not ask for too much here, Bob. (laughs) You know, let's. No, I thought, I liked what you said when you texted. You were like, these are songs that make you want to drive 100 miles an hour on the highway. And I was like, okay, that's what you're looking for. It was really hard in six hours to narrow down the six best or favorite rock songs of the rock songs of the last 21 years. Because that is more than half of our life. When you actually look at like what this century is, it's like, oh my God, I have to go back to the year 2000 and look at like what I was listening to at Towson or what I was listening to in New York City or when I moved to LA. It's a big chunk of time to narrow down six songs. So these are six Stuff. six of the of my favorite. They're not the six best, I think. I'm sure you've and I, say the same. And I'll say this, Bob. Yes, I did spring this upon you, mm-hmm. but that... W- for me, it was just train of thought as well. It's not like I've been ruminating for weeks on this. No, this is a gotcha episode. You're trying to make me look bad. <laughs> I pale into you in a big spot. Uh, so yeah, so the hives is the basis for it, by the way. And speaking of basis, the bass. Again, that's what it's about, I think. Rock. It's pile driving. It's coming right at you. And it has to have like a, a, a true like hardcore moment. And let me see if I can find it real quick before we move on here to the next song, Bob's first pick. For 
hate to say I told you so, it's the bass in that breakdown where everything yeah. else drops out. And it just becomes all about, hey, listen to this incredible uh, bass line here. I think it's coming up right now. Listen to this. Rock! Of course, that's Howl and Pete. Great video. I could, I could see that bass player's face right now, just hitting that over and over again. They were just so good. They were so good. They they put on such a good show. They put on such a great... They just had a great look, a great uh, attitude. They were so much fun. I saw them play at the Roxy in Boston in 2002. The Mooney Suzuki opened. Oh, Another a, great rock band yes. there. And awesome. And and uh, Howlin' Pete's uh, stage patter was so great. It's like, hello, we are your new favorite band. And just like all starts of absurdities. And you could tell the audience was like, wait, is this guy fucking with us? Or is this who he actually is? <laughs> and um, I don't think I ever got an answer on that. Good career. Though. All right, here we go. Bob, Let's do it. Get us going. Let's get into some rock Rock. We're going back to 2001. We're going to go back to the beginning of this century with the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I wish I got into the more the I, RMC. I do too. This album was, I feel like they are the forgotten kind of forefathers of that garage rock movement. They were right there in the beginning with the Strokes and the White Stripes. Those bands excelled and this band kind of fell by the wayside. But this song is the song that kicks off that entire genre for me. It's I'm totally so with fucking you. good. They had another great rock song on this album that was a single they had a couple, Spread Your Love and uh, Love Burns. Love Burns. Yeah. I was a banger, too. Check out that album if you like this type of music. I like it. You know, I like how they're, like, a little bit scuzzy. It's There's nothing clean about it. That's another, like, I think, qualification for rock is... It cannot the it cannot be overly produced. Right. If it's too pristine, it doesn't sound right. It, and that's why, um, that kind of favors these younger artists with their earlier records, also. Where, it, you know, even like uh, I'll mention like the Foo Fighters, who are not we're not going to hear from the Foo Fighters tonight. They're a great they're a great rock band, uh, but and they've had a lot of great rock songs. Yep. In the two thousands, uh, but I think as the years progressed. There's a little bit of a sheen to their rock 
which works and sells records and it sounds good on the radio, but it doesn't, it, it, there's something lost there that I think it takes them into a different category, a little bit more pop rock rather than this, which is just more pure. Well, I feel like you need to surprise somebody with a real rock song. You need to kind of hit them with like a left hook when they're not expecting it. And it's hard to do when you're the Foo Fighters and you've been doing it for so long. True. These guys are cool. They, they put out a few good albums in the early 2000s, but again, like they weren't huge. Um, I guess a couple of the members came from Brian Jonestown Massacre, which um, they did the Portlandia. They have the Portlandia song down, so you'd probably recognize that one. Oh, yeah. I like that song. Great song. Um, they are, uh, yeah, they're a cool band that never fully broke out. So when I was picking my songs, just from, they, they were never going to like break out though. They were no, just but the not fact, a pop act at all. But neither, I mean, you could say neither were the White Stripes, but they were able to figure out how to make their music more pop. Mm, true. But true. when I was picking my songs, one of the rules I had to narrow it down to six was nothing we've ever done on the pod before. So I didn't do any Strokes. I didn't do White Stripes. Um, there are a couple of bands coming up that have won polls, like Block Party and Arctic Monkeys. So I put them aside. And I narrow, to help narrow down to the six, just so you know. Interesting. Okay, I had no such ground rules. Okay, that's fine. Um, uncut, unfettered rock. That was the only guidelines. And you, with that in mind, you heard it here, Dan Hansis, uncut. <laughs> that's actually not true. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, like you had to correct it immediately. Well, it's just like if you bring it up. <laughs> Big bass guy tonight. A driving bass line, really. Yeah, we're musicians. I mean, we have a Hammond B3 organ waiting for us in Minneapolis. All we have to do is it. get there. <laughs> uh, this is Reptilia by The Strokes off This Is It. Uh, excuse me. This is off their second album. Room uh, on Fire. Room on Fire, of course, released in 2003. I think this is going to be a theme. A lot of these uh, garage rock um Revolution, as they called it, whatever the fuck, uh, in 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. We're, they're going to show up here a lot. And yes, we've done this Bob album, but you know what? I think, and we've talked about this both on the show and privately, 
it's not a bad thing to get another bite at the apple on some of these albums that we've done years ago at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, of course. No, and, I, don't, I don't fault you one bit. And I really, I just think, to me, this is their the most pure distillation of the, the Strokes as a, a, a rock song. I, it has, it just, I love how it just charges and it never lets up. And I think the um, Julian's vocal is incredible and everybody's kind of on top of their game. I think it's the best song on Room on Fire. This knocked us on our ass when it came out because there's nothing like this on the first album. You could look at Hard to Explain. You look at songs that are kind of driving a little bit, but nothing this aggressive. because they their next album got like I would say louder but I didn't think it, it quite the band didn't seem like it was in lockstep the way they were at this stage right if you put this up against like Juicebox which is the first single off the next one this one kills it right and Juicebox is a good rock song yeah it is but it's just not uh, I just think that is such a strong strong single by them and uh, it was let's see how did it do Bob alright let's play a game where do you think that song, Reptilia, peaked on the modern rock charts? Oh, uh, 14. Close, 19. Okay. In the UK, it reached number 17 on the UK singles chart. So they were all about, you know, you people over there, you do a nice job. Yeah, we they like nice. you. You're doing it. They get it. Like, this song was a top 20 song in the UK. Yeah. Not here. No. I mean, you have, to, you have to break it all the way down to modern rock to make it happen. Here, but uh, and then it barely made it into the top twenty. In two thousand eleven, October two thousand eleven, NME placed Reptilia at number one twenty nine on its list of one hundred and fifty best tracks of the past fifteen years. There you go. I made a playlist to kind of figure out what songs I was going to put on, and that was on my playlist. That was it. That's like the no brainer stroke ah. song. You know, there was. Um. There was one other Stroke song that I was debating. Uh, it was on Is This It. It was... Oh, what is it? Mm. What were the singles? New York City Cops? Not New York City Cops. Uh, hard to explain? Hard to explain. Yeah. That was the other one I was wrestling with. Yep. But I think... But no, Reptilia has more balls. It's way more rock. All right, up next, Bob, you are setting the stage. Uh, do you want to cue this one up? Sure. If we're going to do the best rock and roll bands of the last 20 years, the best American rock since the year 2000, no list would be complete without Minneapolis's own Craig Finn and Brooklyn's The Hold Steady. This is The Swish off of their first album, The Hold Steady Almost Killed Me. And this was their first single. And this one just fucking hits you in the balls with Craig Finn's growl and just never stops. Man, you're a regular How's that? Todd Pentengill. I'm crying. Oh, you're flying. I'm coming for you, Pinfield. Still should talk up to the box, though. No, I want to hear this guitar, bro. <laughs> you want the rock. What's going on with your dick? With my dick? Yeah. 
Double cut. Crinkle <laughs> cut. I do want you to bring it up in just three seconds, okay. just to kind of get into the uh, guitar. I fucking Great voice. love the old steady. I love this just fucking attitude. Saw them once in New York and it was so much fun. I would love to see them again. Are they still together? They are still together. Yeah, they put in an album last year. Uh, you know, they're the type of band, if you're an L.A. person or AL, L.A. people like us, they might be like a troubadour band and we can maybe. see them in a pretty small room. That would maybe. Be fun. I don't know. They got a fan base. Maybe a Wiltern? Probably Wiltern. That's it. Or Fonda. I can do Fonda. Yeah, I can see Fonda. Maybe we can get him in the Troubadour. That'd be nice. I mean... Because these bands like to play the Troubadour, so maybe we can... Let's keep an eye on the old Ticketmaster. I think you should, uh, offline, listen to this song. The way Craig Finn just, like, weaves in references and, uh, throughout the entire album, one of the lines that was just there was, uh, Steve Perry. He has a line in, uh, the song Most People Are DJs about Rocco Sofredi. It's just, <laughs> just nonstop references and uh, without being cutesy, the guy's fucking. Just I was gonna say, is he is, is no. he like the singer of Train? Not at all. Not. <laughs> Daddy works on carburetors. He's not doing the Train thing, and he's not being like Adam Green trying to be smart. He's just fucking a storyteller, and he's just so good at it. And that band just has balls. Good choice, Bob. I like it. I feel like we're off to a great start. Um, I feel like this is a nice theme episode, Bob. I feel like, you know, I like it too. You're in. You you had some trepidation initially. Well, you know, Dan, you're I, coming around. I have a reputation to withhold, <laughs> and I was kind of worried that you know people might come at me if I didn't pick six good songs. You know, there's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure when you have uh, being you, Bob. Oh, more hold steady. Well, Let's I was just going. gonna say, uh, if we're gonna hang out around 2005, um, the greatest, the greatest baseball video game of all time and anybody that has a pulse that is plugged in on this shit knows it was MVP baseball mm-hmm. um, on the PS2 with Manny Ramirez on the cover and uh, it had a as all these sports games do a collection like a playlist in the um, main menu section and this was one of the songs. That's so cool. It also had, if I recall correctly, the bravery honest mistake was on. The oh sentence, wow! Which checks out timeline. Yep, so does. Probably right. Um, all right, hold steady. Good band. If we do this long enough, we're gonna get to a hold steady album. I would love to do uh, Boys and Girls in America or this album. All right, so 
a theme here. Uh, a lot of these songs we're hearing, it's earlier in their careers when the, the it was a little bit more pure and there was the youth is on your side and maybe you haven't been corrupted by things like money and women, although Bob, nobody gets corrupted by women. I, I, I don't want to... Oh, no, women don't corrupt. No, no, no. No. I just mean just the trappings of fame. Okay? Got it. Uh, the homes, the cars, the money, everything else but... No, not the women. That's not. Um, but one band... Because they're not objects, is what you're... Yep. I think we nailed this. Uh, we are alive. Um, there's one band that bypasses that just because they're kind of like gods in this realm, Bob, of pure rock. And since we're probably never going to do Dig Out Your Soul by Oasis, <laughs> this is my opportunity to share my favorite... It might be my favorite rock song by this band. Ooh. It's uh, off their final album. It's the lead single. Um, the Shock of the Lightning. And I said I like bass, Bob, but there's another instrument that gets the lead moment of rock in this. We're going to get to it in a little bit. Listen. Like some guy that fucking hates Oasis is like, I like this podcast, but we just had to shit, sit through that bullshit yep. where they made that bad album from 97 again, <laughs> and now I'm listening to Oasis again. Again? I could be listening to Audio Slave right now, but he picked another Oasis song. <laughs> by the way the secret sauce to why people still care about Oasis all these years later is that they broke up like that's why that's why everybody wants to see them again it's just because it's like because Dig Out Your Soul which came out in 2008 no one talks about this album no it might as well not exist in modern society so when they were putting out albums, nobody was paying attention anymore. Right, they were kind of done. It was done. And now for the past 10 years, all you hear when Oasis comes up on social media or wherever, it's like, oh man, they were one of the great rock bands. I hope they get back together. It's the best career move they ever did. It really is. Did you see, uh, we had like a dozen people send this to us on the throwback Twitter. Noel was doing an Ask Me Anything kind of thing where he right. had, there's a picture of him holding the board and it said, Ask Me Anything about the last 10 years. And Liam, of course, tweeted his question, <laughs> why are you such a cunt? <laughs> so I don't know if that means that the uh, reunion's coming anytime soon, but either way, it's just... Hey, man, it's communication. It's beautiful. All right, here it comes. This is... The band peaked, obviously, in the 90s, uh, but they had good material in the 2000s. This whole musical interlude, Liam Free, is one of my favorite moments in the entire Oasis canon. Let's listen. Yep. And by the way, it's Zach Starkey on drums. 
Sun. Ringo is the drummer of the Beatles. Wait, what? I mean, Bob, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. I fucking love that. What a band. Even with their dying breath. Forget the shock of the lightning. The shock of this podcast is you don't think we're going to do Dig Out Your Soul at some point. I know. Feels inevitable. (laughs) I actually thought about it recently. I don't know how we're going to bring in this podcast for a landing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I don't. But when we do, if we do. Just keep. Yeah. um, What is it? I don't have in my mind an obvious like final episode. Well, we don't have to share it right now. But do you have in your mind like what is the artist or the album? Well, we ended this podcast once before when HeadGum said goodbye to us. And we never posted the episode, but... How is HeadGum, by the way, doing? Because I know we're doing pretty well. I'm sure they're thriving. Um, we are doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> but we weren't good enough for HeadGum. Not good enough for HeadGum. But I feel like but we're... But we're still here. Still here. Pretty... I mean, I feel like we should still be on their roster? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I think we'd be like, I, I don't want to say anymore. We'd be a good pull for them, I think, with what we're doing. But that being said, um, the very last episode we thought we would ever do... Uh, we did like just a random countdown type thing, but we made sure that the last song we played was Angels by Robbie Williams. So <laughs> if we do ever bury this podcast, it's going to end with Angels. So just be ready for that. Uh... <laughs> that was a that was a strange time. All right, Bob, you're up next. Yes, I am. Let's uh, listen in. And then, uh, unless you want to say something now. I'll say real quick, you started this with the hives, so that got my mind right to the vines. do this but we very rarely do we have a new beer at the exact same time it's true wow. so let's while the vines are playing and by the way this song is only has one minute left let's uh, wait wait one two three there we go that's, that's rock a couple of geriatric millennials rocking out <laughs> Yeah, doesn't need this part. Doesn't need it. You know what, Bob? I first time I'm not on board with one of these songs. How could you leave this one out when you're playing "Hate to Say I Told You So"? This song was right up there with it. Wait a second. You think they're in the same category? Absolutely, in terms they're of, in the same like, category. Songcraft and 
Like the delivery and the artistic expression. The vines were the new Nirvana in 2003. I mean, this was like... Well, so so was, according uh, to Fred Durst, Puddle of Mud. Like, there's a lot of people that were like, oh, they're the new Nirvana. But it's like, no, that's not true. Well, you know... You know, there's still time. Be careful here, Bob, because you're there's still time for the vine. deep defending the vines as a I know. I didn't think I'd be back into this corner. Uh, <laughs> the vines still have time to be the new Nirvana, Dan. Give them time. They're still young. I mean, they're probably like 40. <laughs> but. I just saw on some culture blog uh, that McLovin, his fake ID turned 40. Right. This week. <laughs> <laughs> so the vines are probably not that young anymore, but... Uh, you want to play a rock song from the early aughts. That's right up there. How could you not put that well, in the same category? I, because it's just not, it's not nearly as good. I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I just think. I don't think it's that big of a step down. Here's my, well, agree to disagree on that. I, I guess my point is that the Vines felt to me, like bands like the Strokes and the White Stripes um, and, and even the Hives with that specific song. That felt like it was coming from a pure place where the vines felt like they were maybe riding the clout or the just kind of like the moment. It was like these young guys, all respect to the Australians. I I feel like you're just taking shots at Australia now. Uh, I don't even think, by the way, it's the best Heinz uh, Vine song. I think Out of the Way is better. I almost went with Out of the Way, but I think. I haven't heard this literally in 20 years. I mean, Courtney Love could sue the singer of this band. I don't know, this sounded better in my mind when I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I gotta hear this chorus. I think they're going that, for a little like incesticide era Nirvana there. Well, Highly Evolved was one of those albums when you were just paying attention to music back then that was getting so much buzz. Everybody grabbed it when it came out. And to your point about them kind of riding this sort of coattails, the album was so inconsistent where there's some songs like this, then they try to sound like Blur, then they try to sound like The Beatles. It's kind of all over the place as an album. So I feel like that kind of made them lose whatever sort of cred or momentum they were hoping to build here in the States. But I think they've put out multiple albums. I know Mancy and Kleine over in Australia, they're like, you got to do a Vines album. Do they really? They say that? Uh, kind of. Are they stumping for the Vines over there? Don't know if they're kidding or not. But yeah, they have said it in the past. So they're still a touring act and a recording act, the Vines? I think so. Let us know, Australia. I think they're still... They still got their fans. Okay. But well, you got but, a fan of Bob Castro. But no matter what, that. Get Free is a song from the early aughts that is a driving rock song. Let me say this. I agree with you on that. There's nothing wrong with it, but if I'm talking about, I'm trying to figure out songs that to me, like truly speak to like what rock is about. They felt to me like they were riding that wave rather than being the wave. If that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Well, I feel like you're being, uh, you're being an imperialist. Hey, this feels like a good time to uh, check in with one of our special guests, Bob. Great. How about that? And um, why not check in with somebody who knows way more 
about music uh, than either of us. And you too, listener. I asked... Uh, Matt- oh, is it is it literally anybody? <laughs> I asked Matt Money Smith to share his thoughts uh, on who and what wow. was the best rock song of the last 21 years. Here's what Matty Boy had Whoa. to say. Pardon the background noise. I'm doing this while I'm walking down Main Street. Hopefully it makes it into the broadcast. When you ask the question, the first song that popped in my head was Lonely Boy. And it goes back to something I was told when I was a music director at K-Rock. And that's, it's very easy to be cool. It's very hard to write a hit. So I started thinking about great rock songs that were big hits. And I think what the Black Keys did in the 2000s kind of shifted where music was. There were a handful of those groups. But to me, you know, between the shins and bands like that, Modest Mouse, you know, the Black Keys seem to have the longevity. And they have the crossover of writing a hit single. So of all those, Lonely Boy is just a simple three-chord song, and it's so catchy. Um, And, you know, I think it's just a product of what Dan and Patrick kind of have done over the course of their career. So pretty comfortable with, uh, with that one. texted money i said hey man just would love to know you if you're busy it's saturday you got family stuff going on feel free to ignore this uh what's your favorite rock song of this century got back to me and then the you know the classic a- classic old zeus or overstep i go hey i think maybe you could send us like a little 30 second <laughs> <laughs> dick 30 second uh, clip that we could add in the pod. It would be great. You're, you're so knowledgeable and awesome. And then and then you're like, okay, that was a good one. Could you do it one more time? <laughs> exactly. I'd prefer you walking down Main Street. But that is like, so no, then he tells me, uh, yes, I can do it. Absolutely. And then he kind of forgot about it. And there's a reason he forgot about it because it was tonight was his daughter's prom night. His middle daughter's prom night. Oh, wow. So he did that. And then he was going out to dinner. So he basically ducked out of dinner. Walking up Main Street. I mean, what a hero! As your people say, Bob, what a mensch! What a mensch! Although he didn't uh, trash talk any program directors during that, and so no. it's not as fun. Oh, 
it's interesting, Bob, because I think I, I speak for both of us here that there's a lot of reasons um, to be a fan of this band. And uh, unless it's, I don't know if it's been made clear, but the Black Keys and the song, of course, Lonely Boy, 2011, uh, it came out off El Camino. I just never really, I kind of embraced them and got into them, although there are singles that I like from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're the sa- in the same boat, right? Yeah, more or less. I do listen to them more than I would think. Like they kind of end up on mixes and I never turn them off because they do have that great sound. Like I don't And they got very big. They got very big. I remember when uh Next Girl came out. I think it was the same album. And just being like, Holy shit, these guys because they were around in the early two thousands. They weren't kind of breaking out the way the white stripes did. They Became enemies with the White Stripes, famously. I love that. My mm-hmm. favorite, one of my favorite rock feuds ever is Jack White. And is the guy's name Dan? Dan Auerbach. Dan Auerbach of, um, of Black Keys. And there was this, they ended up in, like, their kids ended up in the same school, elementary yeah. school. And Jack White, I believe it was Jack White, was going through a contentious divorce. Yes. And emails as a part of that divorce leaked and um, the wife had, I guess, in an attempt to uh, show that he was somebody that was very difficult to handle, leaked this uh, email where Jack White was like, do you have any idea how hard it is to to have to sit next to this guy who's basically, now I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying this guy who is not a tenth of who I am and he tries to like, He's like coast stealing, on my cloud. Stealing my essence. Right. Like, this guy. Kind of thing. And I have to smile and and but he's not the guy that Jack White punched in the nose either. That's no, that different... was the that was the Von Bondies. <laughs> I love Jack White. <laughs> Jack White is going to show up in this uh episode at some point because that guy's rock. Uh but even guys like Jack White who are rock, they get married and have kids and end up having to sit next to other parents at elementary school. Oh, they're Galas. going they're going on preschool tours. <laughs> yes. So there you go, Matt yeah. Money Smith, and you and he's right. I'm glad it, I'm glad they're here because that is the type of song, Lonely Boy, that you just in the last ten years or so doesn't get mainstream exposure as much because a, a rock song just doesn't do that anymore. So when it happens, you should pay attention and try to figure out why it's happening. Yeah. Um, and the Black Keys did it. No, so that's so cool. When Money was on our pod, he talked about the Walkmans, the Rat, as being just that song that should have made it. But I think the point that he just made, where it's easier to be cool than it is to make a hit, it's like the fact that the Black Keys did it, they absolutely deserve the coveted honor of being on this uh, episode. Thank you, Matt Money Smith. And speaking of the Rat. Another bite of the apple, Bobby. Let's do it. I feel like I'm learning something in real time about what I like about these type of songs. It's the bass. It's You're the a bass driving guy. bass line.
from the American indie rock group, The Walkman, off their second album, Bows and Arrows, April 19, 2004. A top 40-ish hit in the UK singles chart and the Scottish singles chart, which you don't hear a lot about. You don't hear anything about, ever. I just figured Travis has been at the top of that chart for the last 25 years. It's only Travis and Fran Hilly's solo works, and that's it. Uh, but uh, and we did talk about this on the Matt Money Smith podcast. Please check that out from last summer. Um, that's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, the Walkman. As everybody who's listening, I'm sure knows. Uh, you're all probably fans of my blog is poop, the popular early aughts blog, written by yours truly. You do know how long ago the early aughts were at this point? So long ago. Um, <laughs> I, I would always kind of uh, announce because people cared my favorite albums of the year and uh, Bow and Arrows the year it came out was number one loved this album and this song is just so incredible and this part in particular I'm sure we did this when money was here but just, just raise it, it again, do it again when I used to go so melodic and the drums are so fucking great on this too and the lyric there that's such a great lyric especially if you're like thinking back to when you're in your 20s and you're navel gazing and say like, oh when I used to go out I you know have such a great time now I go out I'm all alone it's just like this great feel sorry for yourself anthem here and of course he was fucking over it at 26 <laughs> like we didn't get there until at least 10 years later Oh, man. So anyway, that's why I included this. Uh, Because it's, I just love it. It's so propulsive and so melodic and just, it's an ass-kicking song. And of course, we're going to put this entire playlist on Spotify and potentially Apple Music. Rock your balls off with Rock it. Rock your fucking balls off. Hey, Dan. Yes. We had a lot of people um, that submitted ideas for this episode. We did. Why don't we play one of those? All right. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Nice build. Yes. What do you want to do? 
wanted to. I just got the baby with the shake up. You wanted to. Why'd you leave the kids up on the table? You wanted to. Why well, don't think you trust? Oh. In my self-righteousness. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I do like the song. This is not my favorite type of music. I know it's not yours either, Bob. Oh, I fucking love this song. All right, so here's my thing, and it's a totally, it's totally just my take on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the reason why this doesn't qualify is, for me, it has to have that drive straight through the song. It never stops. It never stops to catch its breath okay this part of the song which i think works structurally for the song yeah for me it doesn't qualify as a pure rock oh interesting classic for that reason oh my god i just love that there's somebody at home right now pulling their hair out that oasis classifies as rock counts as rock and this doesn't to you wait well well that person can go fuck themselves i know they can oasis is rock all right so He's about to lose his fucking shit. Alright, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean, listen, there are people, if you're a big uh, System of a Down fan, and that, of course, is Chop Suey, Slammer. Chop Suey! Um, you might see Oasis is not true rock, but that's probably because you only know Wonderwall. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but if you actually give the music a chance, you'll be like, okay, we, I understand the full catalog. I've always respected System of the Down, even though I, they've not been necessarily in my lane. And since we're here, this is a song that I never thought I would play on this podcast. And we didn't get to, we wouldn't get to discuss it. I don't even know if you know it, Bob. Oh, uh, I know what it's going to be. But it's it's an awesome single they released in about 2005 called BYOB. I feel like we played this on the podcast. No way. This would be my choice. Alright now you think you know what the song is uh, and then it turns into something else totally different. Here we go, you ready? <laughs> I'm not crazy. I think we've played this on the pod before. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Yeah, but what would be the scenario where we Who play? knows? <laughs> we've, done, we've done too many of these. I have no idea why. By the way, Bob, I just realized again you're wearing your Lego Masters t-shirt. I am. Get a plug-in, Bob. We did already when we were Get fighting. One in. No, I liked it when we were fighting. It's fine. Lego Masters every Tuesday at 8. On CBS. On Fox.
Nobody watches it at Tuesdays at 8. Watch it on Hulu like everybody else. All right. There we go. Uh, I'm going to send you something. I When System of a Down came out, that was... I mean, they were just unlike anything at the time. It was insane. Toxicity, great song. And it was like a perfect sort Toxicity of... Toxicity and a city. Yeah. Losing his damn mind. I'm sending you a link right now. I was able... I've been working on this for the last... You know how I know you're a geriatric millennial? You say things like, I'm sending you a link. Well, what else do you say? Well, the, well, the kids. Well, how do the kids say? What? They, don't, they don't do that. They don't send links or they don't say, I'm sending you a link? They don't say it. They don't do it. They don't say it. What do they do? They just fucking... You don't know. They're above it? They're above it all? They got something else cooking. <laughs> got something else cooking. There's a whole other thing. All right, I just sent it to you. Right below when uh, you sent me the hot dude who uh, lip syncs 80s classics. So you can. That guy's hot. The guy is hot. Did it work? Did you get my link? (laughs) Yes, I got your link. Okay. Play my link. All right. (laughs) Hang on, everybody. Here we go. I found. So this is from when I was in college. I had a TV show called uh, Pregame. It's the pregame show, and uh, we did a sketch because System of a Down was so so uh, abundant at the time. We did a System of a Down guy. Uh, invites a girl to a party and uh, I'm playing system of a down guy wearing, wearing um, quarter wearing. Yeah, here we go. Just play it. Oh my God. Look at your nine 11 cargo pants, cargo jeans, giant pockets. Yep. Um, I'm Susan. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, I was wondering if, if you weren't if you weren't doing anything this weekend. If, uh, I mean, are you busy? Are you busy this weekend? I don't really have any plans now. Um, I was wondering if maybe, if maybe you and me, if you, if you wanted to, maybe we could go, we can go to a movie. Movie, let's go to a movie. I want to go to a movie, movie, movie with you, with you. Let's go to a movie. Another guy runs in and starts whispering in her ear. Let's go to a movie, movie. Ah! There you go. I don't know if I ever saw that one. <laughs> uh, are you going to link out to that, Bob, to uh, the listeners so they could check it out themselves? On the I don't know. It's probably, it's probably offensive to somebody in 2021. No, so it's I don't probably... think so. Let's uh, check in with another user submission shall we
Queens of the Stone Age. No one knows. This was awesome. the this was the no brainer of the entire episode. Like, if the fans didn't suggest it, which we knew they would, there's no way we could have let this not be played. And I'm glad, even though Foo Fighters are not involved with this, Dave Grohl famously played drums on the song uh, and kicks ass on them. Kicks ass. Um, I'm glad that we have no one knows. Uh, Rasmus Loeb on Twitter suggested this joint uh, amongst others and uh, it's a very it's a safe pick it's a great pick it's a great fucking rock song these guys got it these guys oh they totally got it it. and this crossed over at the time when like the garage rock was the kind of coolest music this was like the badass heavy music that was coming out that people were like oh no this is great too like there was undeniable um can I say that this would not be my Queens of the Stone Age pick, though. Would you have gone with Go With The Flow? I would absolutely say, under my qualifications, again, which are different, everyone's different, that it never lets up, Go With The Flow is the pick. They didn't. They didn't really fit into any category. They weren't really seen as like a garage rock. Right. No. Not at all. Not at all. Revolution type artist. Yeah, they were hard rock. They were. I don't know where they're metal. from. Like where are they from? I think they're from out here. Huh. All right. Let's check out the courser. Yeah, that would be mine. I, I, and Little Sister is another one that somebody suggested. They're they're carrying the torch for like pure rock. I mean, when when my kids eventually are like, "Were you ever cool?" and I'll have to be like, "No, I was cool at some point," and they're not mm, going to believe me. Whoa, slow down here. Re- I mean, relative to what I am now, you know. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I'll be able to say I saw Queens of the Stone Age with Dave Grohl on drums at Coachella O2. Like that was the that's probably cool. that's probably as cool as it gets. You got that. That's all I got. Um, I got one thing working for me, and that's it. I, well, I would say that's also. And then an I and then I'll play yeah. them the System of a Down guy, Towson <laughs> skit, and then they'll know. They'll be so confused. It's like, are you a geriatric millennial by any chance? It was fun it's to like, hear. How do you even know that? It was fun to hear that to know that I've had blatant disregard for music copyright issues ever since college. <laughs> Just playing the song the entire time underneath the skit. All right, Bob. Up next, you uh, want to cue this one up? Yeah, I had to pick a song off of uh, one of the best albums of the century. Whoa! That we've never talked about. You and I have never talked about it, and it's definitely <laughs> no, never come haven't. up on the pod. But uh, we just have to play this. Play it. Do you know what it is? No, no. I don't. <laughs> if she wants to dance and drink all night, well, there's no one that can stop her.
against me, Slammer. Off the album New Wave, and it almost feels like we've been really playing kind of more fast-paced stuff this episode. This almost feels like a slowdown song with what we've been going with. Which is why I don't put it in the category, but again, it depends on what you see. But you know what? As As you keep listening, it picks up, it continues. The guy is... So... The lead singer's voice is just fucking growling, which I love. Love in a rock song. And, uh, yeah, this album is just incredible. I don't know if you've ever No, nothing, I know it. nothing about Against Me. I Learning really on know. Wikipedia, doing the Den move right now. It was the number one uh, album of the year on Spin Magazine's Top 50 Albums of 2007. Rolling Stone had it at number nine. Wait, Spin was still around in 2007? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and here's the chorus. Is Spin still around now? Does I have no exist? idea. I don't think so, does it? It might be a rap on Spin. I was always like growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. I was all about Rolling Stone and, you know, they were the standard bearer. But Spin was almost like the cooler, younger brother to Rolling Stone. Yeah. Like Spin did a nice job. And they have they had some great writers. I think... Uh, Klosterman wrote for Spin. I know uh-huh. Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan now at The Ringer. Those guys, were, they were Spin guys. Um, but there's not really any rock magazines anymore. Or music magazines. Right. Like, even Blender. Like, magazines like that. Like, Maxim right. spinoffs. Those all went away. Even Rolling Stone Digital is behind a paywall now. Is it really? Yeah. Who do they think? I don't know what they think. Jan Winner. Hey, Jan. <laughs> and I, I just read Jan's book. Uh, well, it was Jan's book. It's called Sticky Fingers. He wrote it um, with an author. And then when the book came out and he wasn't really totally in a flattering light, yeah. he tried to stop the book. It was too late. Wow. And Jan has all sorts of skeletons in his closet, but he also built an empire there. Um, Rolling Stone like was a big deal and it mattered. Of course. It was... Uh, it, I mean, I, I love the Rolling Stone. Just, it's just it's strange that all that's gone. Yeah. And I guess Pitchfork and... Pitchfork? I don't know. Like, what filled the void for that if you're a music fan? It's digital, obviously. It's this podcast. This is it. Can we... Um, I mean, it feels weird to call an audible when it's like three minutes into the song. But because of the kind of, we were going to have uh, both of us playing the songs on our computers. We weren't able to technologically get to that point. I feel like I would have played a different song in the moment. What's happening, Bob? I want you to play White People for Peace off the same album. I want that to be the song to represent. Just based on the kind of vibe that we kind of hit tonight. I do feel like Thrashing Real off the same album. Bob, there was a lot of meat on the bone to talk about Rolling Stone and Spin, and you bailed out of that combo. I did because you're just you're you're short shifting against me. <laughs> What's up with you tonight? Are you all right? I'm ready to fight. It's all this music. <laughs> all right, the, here is Bob's second against me song, "White People for Peace." Yeah, and this will replace Thrash Unreal. All right, here we go.
I think it's a better choice for the second song. It fits, right. Protest songs or responsibility? Sure. <laughs> um, White people for peace. What? What is that about? This What's is, happening here, Bob? I would say this is a testament to you because I didn't know what you were going to be bringing to this episode and you've really brought it. So I needed to, uh, you know, I had Thrash Unreal on there because I figured it would be like some... Mid- is this like an alt-right song from against <laughs> me? Like a proto-alt-right song? I hope so. So... <laughs> I mean, if we didn't talk about this before... Alex Jones is the best! If we didn't talk about this before the song ended, people listening to this podcast that know Against Me would just think that we were idiots. You have to mention that the lead singer of Against Me, uh, Laura Jane Grace, uh, is trans. And this was before... This is all new to me. I was not aware of anything about this band. Dig in. I mean, they're, they're a fascinating band because if you listen to their first few albums, they are just this like growling punk band and they've continued to put out music since. And it's, I mean, it's incredible. Like they're just. So does, what's the name? Laura. Laura Jane Grace. Laura Jane Grace. They play like the older material and. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Get Into Against Me is also going to be the only album or song that we hear on uh, this episode that um, Ben Lee covered Ooh, the entire album. See, you were doing so well. Did the entire album. You were doing so well. Bob. <laughs> he did the old Brian Adams, he, he, 1989. He, ben Lee can't come up on this podcast, Bob. <laughs> I mean, what what the subject matter we're dealing with, best rock songs. Ben Lee is like an Australian veterinarian. Don't you see what I I'm doing know. here, Dan? Don't you see what I'm doing? I have the vines. I'm mentioning Ben Lee. I'm just, I'm greasing the wheel so I can move to Australia and just do this over there. All right, Bob. I think you mentioned this artist in a uh, kind of passive or negative way. But. Oh, no, no. I know what you're. No, I didn't. That wasn't supposed to be negative at all. This is on my list too. Okay. This is Cochise by Audio Sleeve. Audio Sleeve. It is Chris Cornell, of course, lead singer Rest in Peace. Yeah. And there are members, of course, of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, and to me, this is fucking awesome. Here yeah. we go. Let's listen. I agree. I love Tom Morello. He had to be in this episode. Here he is.
one of my favorite guitarists oh, ever. He's looking a badass. What he's able to do with that instrument is nuts. You know who Cochise is, by the way? I think I do. He was Native American. He was a uh, war leader for the Apache Indians. A key war leader during the Apache Wars. He led an uprising which began in 1861 and persisted until a peace treaty was negotiated in 1872. Cochise County, Arizona, is named after him. Oh, I thought it was a character on, like, chips. I was way off. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty fertile ground if you're, like, writing a song, I guess. Like, let's do a little Cochise riff in a big spot. Ooh, it slows down. You don't like to slow down. Usually I don't. And that's a good call. But it only serves to prop up what comes after this. Mr. Chop Suey is like, what the fuck, dude? Listen to this. Serge Tankanon. Oh! Awesome. Chris Cornell. I've talked about bass and I'm, drums, but how no, about just a vocal? Just the box. Oh, man. I'm glad you put this on here, because this would have not been a complete list without this or Velvet Revolver. <laughs> like, we needed one of the two, so I'm glad you did I mean, that. Velvet Revolver had a couple bangers. I put Slither on my big uh, master list, because that's a good song. That See, they fall under that category of, like, I remember liking a few of their songs, yeah. and I haven't heard them in exactly 20 years, I feel like. Or maybe, whatever, whenever it came out, I heard it a lot for yep. 18 months, and yep. then never again. And then never, ever again. All right, Bob, I got one more left from you. Yes. On your list. And, I mean, it's the no-brainer of the century. Literally, of the century. You can't have a rock list without putting this on there. Yes! Turning it up! <laughs> this is a uh, party hard off. I get wet. Yes. <laughs> I get wet. I'm building this playlist, uh, of course, our long simmering feud, Bob, over Apple Music and Spotify. So I'm looking at an Apple Music playlist right now. It's listed under metal, but like you could tell even the people at Apple Music are just like they shrug their shoulders like <laughs> metal? I don't know. I don't know. What is this? 
You know, I wish the last 10 years or so in this country have been such a fucking slog. There's so much heavy shit going on and terrible things and, you know, good things too, but a lot of heavy stuff. It would be nice if, like, somebody like Andrew W.K. came around again. Probably you, not him, but maybe what do you him mean even. Somebody like him. He's like 54, Bob. He has a new album coming out. He's engaged to Kat Dennings. He really? Is, that he is, is a nice job. Fucking killing it in 2021. Andrew WK is engaged to Kat Dennings? Yes. Andrew Good WK came him. out of nowhere. Whoa. Here it comes. It's the year of WK. It's happening. Well, okay. I, I mean, let's. My point is, <laughs> I wish that there was some pl- pa- place in this culture where. Not that Andrew WK was a huge, huge star, but like when he popped up, everybody enjoyed. We him had a good time. We had a good time. You know what it was? He we was, needed a good time. He was the heavy metal little John. I think that's well said. Yeah. Good job, Bob. You punted on the Rolling Stone conversation, which felt like there was. I was trying to get my sister. I was there. trying to get my. Uh, but now you you've course corrected in a big way with the little John. I will say of the rock movement. I, I have been looking at this album as something I really want to do on the pod because it's so much fun. And when that came out, listen to it all the time, would play it half ironically, half so into it, like all the time. Um, the cover is the dude fucking smashed himself in the face with a brick because he didn't like the way that the it's photo good. shoot was going. It's good. And, you know, I think what he <laughs> what he was going for was an iconic album cover. He didn't get there. But what he did get, Bob. He got memorable. It's a memorable album cover. It is very memorable. Is it's it a, iconic? It's also an album cover that like my kids are kind of grossed out at whenever they see it come up on my on my Spotify. All right, we're we're bringing this in for a landing now, Bob. The seven four seven of rock. Uh, so this is my last entry, and then we're going to close with a, another special guest, and then the listeners. Um, this band is I, I respect them. Because they do not hide their intentions about what they are and what they represent. Um, They're trying to fill a void that has been there for years and years and years. And uh, I know they're not very famous, but I love them. This is the Japan Droids. Yes. The house that haven't built. Look at you. I think this band formed Bob to be on this playlist tonight. They're on my list too. I have them on my list. That's just, why they just were outside here my top six. Yeah. To remind you that rock is great.
I didn't even know you knew this song. I love that. Oh, get out of here. I didn't know Bobby. you know it. This wasn't like a big song. I, mean, I was I was in when this album came out. Yeah. All the way back in 2012. And I think they put out another album after this. Just one other one, I think. And yeah, yeah they've been kind of laying low um, since then. And it's all in the title, Bob. The album title is Celebration Rock. There you go. That's what they're about. And I just have so much respect for a band that has such a clear sense of purpose. Uh, and then they they have a, a central conceit. And then they go and they deliver upon that. Uh, the goal of just celebrating rock and roll. Love 2012. It. Love it. Great name, too. Japan Droids. Problematic? I don't think so, but... <laughs> not for I, you to say. I will tell it's you this, question, Bob. not for you to say. <laughs> exactly. On February 27, 2013, the song was announced as the winner of a contest to determine the entrance music for the Vancouver Canucks NHL team. And I'll say this, Bob. I have another moment of deja vu here. Didn't we talk about this? Did we? Wait, I feel like the Canucks... Some other Canadian NHL team... Yes, we have. That has, but not this specifically. A lot of Canadian NHL talk on the throwback time. <laughs> By the way, this is also... I, I love what these guys are all about. Do you remember I used to own a Canucks jersey? Did Messier go there? Yeah, Messier. <laughs> what a move. That's loyalty. Um, a video for the house that haven't built Japan Droid's first and only music video was released in 2012. Are they even a band? Like, what are they? I don't even know what they are. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think right. they're traditional by any stretch. And shout out to the Canadians out there. Uh, because they're from Vancouver. It's a two-man band. Brian King on guitar and vocals. David Prowse on drums and vocal. Oh, no bass, Bob. Oh, yet Good still. an outlier. Good to have an outlier. All right, here we go. Now, our final guest, Bob, is a man. See, I only, I'm only bringing the people from the outside in that I truly understand and trust as arbiters of the rock. Oh, wow, yeah. So Matt Money Smith. Of course. Impeccable he's, credentials. He's got the credentials. Uh, his history in the music genre. And now I will throw it to my... Everybody's favorite Cardinals fan, Jason Zumble. <laughs> to talk about the Cardinals. <laughs> um, I will throw it to my little brother, Kevin Danger Hansis. Yes. A man who knows a thing or two about rock. Take it away, Danger. In the shadow of the Iraq War, a nostalgic <laughs> nugget of glam rock power emerged. Wait, 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 wait. Great start. I fucking love your brother. <laughs> In the shadow of the Iraq War. Uh, Kevin and I often, and this is the thing that only brothers can do, uh, Danger and I often will just start riffing texts about... Um, the 2007 Eagles album, The Long Road Out of Eden, uh, and just about how the Eagles uh, decided for their like 74th album and their first album 10 years or 20 years, they were going to just write a whole album about the I war in Iraq. <laughs> like, that's what people were that's looking for. That's what we for. needed. That's what we They're want. like, we're only going to put it on sale in Walmart. And uh, we're oh uh, going to release a single called uh, We Can't Stop Being Fabulous. And then everything else is going to be sullen, salty rock about American <laughs> foreign policy. Anyway, back to it. <laughs> Danger, take it away. 
In the shadow of the Iraq War, <laughs> a nostalgic nugget of glam rock power emerged seemingly out of nowhere and set the world on fire in September of 2003. A band ironically called The Darkness dropped the hammer with their quintessential smash that reminded a weary nation to once again believe in a thing called love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. Find it. We covered this entire album. Of course, we did. Permission to Land by the Darkness. Uh, this is the lead single from that album. It is, and I agree with Danger wholeheartedly. Uh, it was such a breath of fresh air when it came out, and uh, it still to me sounds as fresh as the day it came out. It's just a great, silly, fun, awesome rock song. I believe in a thing called. Life. You know, everything in life ultimately is going to be remembered as pre and post COVID. A great pre-COVID memory is going to be us going to the Andre the Giant premiere at the Arclight <laughs> and then walking to see the darkness perform at the Fonda in one night. Didn't you piss next to Hulk Hogan that night? I, no, the big show. <laughs> or as I call it now, the second biggest show. This is your triple gut there? Yeah. I could just listen to this all day. I think it's on our. I think it's on the Throwback Podcast playlist already. Can we put it on again? I think you have to. I think you just got to double it up. <laughs> Sometimes you got to double it up. Thank you, Kevin Danger, for your contribution. We should be putting his uh, pandemic anthem on our playlist as well. Is that available on Spotify? I believe it is. Awesome. Uh, check it out. Kevin Danger hands us. Uh, we mentioned on our last show has a uh, COVID love song is really what it is. And the difficulties of being in love 
check out his Instagram um, at Kevin Danger. Let me see. What is Kevin's exact Instagram? I probably something awesome. Right. It's probably just awesome. <laughs> well, while you're doing that, might as well use this time to thank everybody. His dangerousness. Of course it is. Follow Kevin on Instagram. I think we're near the end of this list. Yeah, we are. Go ahead, Bob. Get a, get the plugs in. Yeah, let me thank everybody who made this episode and every episode possible over at patreon.com slash throwbackpod. You guys are the real rock stars of the evening. It's pretty good. Everyone kicking in $2 a month, $6 a month to vote in that polls. That was good, Bob. I like that. No, thank you. You'll tie um, it together there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, you guys are the best, especially our top tier Patreones, Courtney and Wyatt. Bruno, the sponsor, and Kleine and Mancy. I'm coming for you guys. We're doing the Vines. We're talking Ben Lee, the Australian. By that, he says he needs a place to stay. I'm coming to Australia. I need a couch. <laughs> My wife has kicked me out of the house. I'm coming to Australia. Uh, but thank you to everybody for uh, for doing this. It's the reason we're here listening to Rock and Roll. Just a couple of geriatric millennials. Patreon.com. That's what we do. The Roback Pod. That's what we do. Yeah, thank you to everybody for your support. Uh, before we say goodbye, uh, two things. we got to pick which song goes on the Throwback Podcast playlist. Uh, but before we do that, one more submission from the fans. And this one, uh, by far, it was a runaway uh, in terms of what is the best song of the last 21 years in rock, what, what best represents what rock is. It, it was a landslide. So uh, it's only fitting that it's the final song we play uh-huh. tonight. I'm sure I know what it is. Wait, what? Yeah! No, nobody asked for this. I'll pick you up by your brother's Nobody. I bet you go to the gun school, too. Nobody asked for this. All right, it's rocking. All right, lower it. It's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, rock is loud, bro. Wait, I think this is puppy scratch. I think it is. I'll pick you up by your puppy scrub. <laughs> I think that's a good song. I I looked at the uh, the comments on Twitter. There were zero requests for Simple Creed by Live. <laughs> Nobody asked for that. But what about the tricky <laughs> rap guest verse? It's like we must stay relevant. We must find tricky. Get him on our record. Wow. That just undid all, all of the right. rock. Take your Seven Nation Army. No. Take it. Play more Simple Creed. We've earned it. Well, of Take course, it. this is no-brainer. It is. This is a song that transcends right. it doesn't our even, little corner of the world. It doesn't even feel like it fits on this this episode. Well, let's listen and then talk. A Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back.
All right. So, uh, what what are your thoughts, Bob? Because I could... I agree with the listenership in their overall vote that this is the song. But why is it not the song to you? It doesn't fit with everything we've talked about tonight. This is not that I need to drive 100 miles an hour song. This is a great song to chant at a stadium. It's a great pump-up song in a lot of ways, but it's not that. You're not going to, like, punch your hand through a wall to this song. Okay. All that checks out to me. And I'll say this as well. When you look at their catalog, whether it's there are other songs that fit more within the guidelines of, say, like, from what I was saying earlier, what I thought it was, rock, Icky Thump, Fell in Love with a Girl, Hardest Button to Button, Blue Orchid, Ball and Biscuit even. Like, those are all songs that maybe fit more with the theme of this. But I think there's something to be said for Seven Nation Army in the era in which we live in in these last 20 years where rock just receded from the mainstream. Yeah. That this song became this global thing. Right. That it's something that, a song that everyone knows. Your grandmother knows this song. It's chanted in soccer stadiums and now NFL stadiums and Major League Baseball stadiums. It's bigger than the White Stripes and Jack White ever thought it could be. And while it's maybe not in line exactly, Bob, I also think it's the most important like rock song because it's a song that reminds people that rock is fucking great. I think it's a great ambassador for the idea of rock. And I like how you just teed me up to be the bad guy in that argument. Like you just, not my. I just feel like it needs. Uh, there needs to be that side. Of I will this say discussion. when I when I made my list, I did have Reptilia on there. I did not have White Stripes on there. I did have Salute Your Solution by the Rack and Tours on my list. Well, you know what? I think you. I think you're being a little cute there, Bob. I, I think don't the think White so. Stripes have to be on a, a, a great rock list of the last 21 years. They're like to me like. I think Jack White has to be on there. Right, but his masterwork and all his greatest stuff is with the White Stripes. You don't agree with that? That was more of a punk band and what and garage rock band. I saw the Raconteurs once at Roseland, and it was a rock concert. They fucking put on a show. But you didn't play. But them I don't love either. What you didn't play them tonight? No, either. they missed the cut. Jack White missed your cut. Missed the cut. Jack White, he is rock and roll. Missed your cut too. No, I only did it. I had ball and a biscuit actually, and I pulled it back to right. let the seven eight. That doesn't really fit either. Well, I think yeah, that one. The reason why I kind of that's blues rock. That's just... that's kind of like Stones, right. Stones type rock, and I yeah. think that deserves a seat at the table with these discussions as well because no one else knows how to do that. I agree. Do you um, want to um, just for cred sake just name a few that missed your uh, your cut? Um, you know what? I kind of what the only other artist I want to mention here because I think it is uh fair um that there are women that rock, bro. Yeah, bro. And yeah, yeah, yes. Yep. Um Karen O, who is really if Jack White, if I'm going to say Jack White is like what rock and roll is all about, Karen O's right there too. And if I had to uh pick like one song, it would be um uh, Oh, there's so many off that that breakthrough album, um, but jump in and then I'll, I'll come in with uh, what I was gonna say. Do you have something that missed the cut there that you wanted to throw in? Oh yeah, I want I want cred. I want everybody to know like all the cool bands that didn't make my cut. I did have um, Miles Away by the Yeah Yeah Yes on there, off of their. That's ma- not the one I had in mind, 
But what is that? What album is that on? It was off their EP that came out before Fever to Tell. All right, hipster. See, I went really cready. I what what well, is it, that to you? you the best why? rock no song, but because of my rule that I wasn't going to do anything we covered, and believe it or not, Dan, we did do Fever to Tell on this podcast at some point. Tell me one thing about that episode that you remember. We listen to maps. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Black tongue. Black tongue would be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, black the song tongue. I would absolutely, I would absolutely I add there. I had uh, Courtney Barnett on my my list that missed the cut. Speaking of women that rock, The Distillers, City of Angels, but that's more punk, so that didn't really fit. It was tough. It was tough to narrow it down. But you did. Bob. Took a lot of pre- Took a lot of uh, restraint not to put the struts on there. Dan, so <laughs> thank you for the that. thermals missed out. A lot of cool bands, but uh, where are the struts from? The UK. They're like the UK version of the vines. It's like how dare you? They're a product. They're trying to be something, but how they're not actually that. Dare you? Um. All right, Bob. Okay, we got to end this Let's episode at some point. See, that's let's figure it out. What's what are we putting on the playlist? Fuck! How do you even do that? I don't know. I'm going to look at the playlist while we listen to Black Tongue. Okay. You know we All right, I have two. I have two options. I have two, too. You go first. All right. I was going to throw out Andrew WK and the Japan Droids. I was going to throw out Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and the Japan Droids. Well, I think we there figured this one out. There All right. Go. There you go. Again, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's listened for years. Like, I'm not joking. I have literally no memory of the yeah yeah yeah's episode, none. I mean, I don't. Bob's probably right that we talked about maps, but I'm <laughs> I can't say with any certainty that we did. Uh, but you can find that episode on uh, iTunes or anywhere where you get your podcasts, and uh, you can find this playlist, which now has the Japan Droids, one song every single episode we pick and add it to the playlist, and we're getting up there now, Bob. Yeah, and what fo- are we up to? Oh, so many. We have like nine hours of music. Nine hours. It was 9-11. It recently, was nine right? hours and 11 minutes of music. Thanks to Limp Bizkit. And now we're... Good job, guys. Thank you, Limp. Done it again, Fred. <laughs> By the way, we had that entire... We kind of... We cobbled together this whole Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst, Trump America um, parallel. Yep. And we were really... We almost stuck the landing. And somehow we didn't connect the red hats. The red hats. I How know. do we not put the period on that I mean sentence. thank you to everybody on Twitter who figured that part out but uh goddamn, so what a close disgrace. such a disgrace anyway so check why it does out. anybody listen to this thing uh I don't know iTunes Spotify uh not on title though hey what about us no Rihanna. no nope you don't get this IP not happening uh, <laughs> IP <laughs> <laughs> we're taking the copyright thing to the extreme Anything else, Bobby, you want to add? Well, you got to follow us on Twitter at ThrowbackPod because we're going to tweet out not only the Throwback Podcast playlist, but the ultimate rock playlist. Rock. 
maybe maybe our raw playlists as well so you can get even deeper in there but uh hit us up with more songs that we might have missed and uh instagram at throwback pod go fucking fuck yourself rock